Hello and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Statsman, and with me, as always, is my dear friend, Survey Sarah. <laughs> Hello, Dan. I've missed this, Daniel. Um, tell the good people why we've not been podcasting over winter, because it's all your fault. It's not my fault at all. The season ended. Like, geez, that's what happens, you know. So yeah, it's nice of you. It's nice of you. It's nice of you to try and blame it on me and guilt me or shame me or some other (laughs) fucking pathetic thing that that no one cares about. Like, whatever. It's not going to work. The season ended, so we you know slowed down like we always do. Ah, bar like Dan always wants to do. But it's great. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. And what are you going to do this week? What are we doing this week, Daniel? Oh, apparently we're 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 subtweeting me. <laughs> subtweeting? Yeah, subtweeting. You know, is when you put something on Twitter that's aimed at someone, but you don't at them. So you know, it's kind of like talking behind their back, but in front of their face. So Ooh, yeah. I, so you you just you just verbally subtweeted me. You're like tell the people why we haven't been podcasting. Like, oh, see, I'm like, okay, I, was like, I might right. I might have been drunk last night, but I can't actually remember doing that. You might, so, you might have good. been drunk last night. I think you're still <laughs> drunk, kid. But, you know, anyway. as as the as the the token drunkard on the show, I I, I endorse that. That's fine. <laughs> um, so ostensibly, actually, the real reason we're here is uh, we promised you after we ran our uh, our survey back. Uh, when Worlds was on, that we would do a special episode wrapping up some of the insights and things that we have learned as a result of our survey. So this is our big women's cycling survey episode. Yes, yes. Now, we did tell you that we were going to do this in October, but real life got in the way, for which we apologise. But anyway, we're now here. It's December. It's unfeasibly hot where Daniel is, and he's not being attacked by giant spiders. So that's, that's a bonus. That's because I closed all the windows and doors. I fought them off. Yeah, they're, they're, if you looked outside Dan's window, there are spiders tapping on the window right now. Well, actually, not. They're using their legs to cut the glass. You've got to use diamond, <laughs> diamond plate here. It's a bit fucking crazy. I was actually explaining to Sarah before we started recording. She asked me to tell her in Australian the fairy tale. And I was like, well, we do it differently here because instead of using once upon a time as an opener, we use one morning everyone woke up dead. <laughs> Go from there. So. <laughs> ah, so we did a women's cycling audience survey and we did this um because well we 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 you know you know us we did it because we were interested and wanted to find out what people <laughs> listen to that is pretty much the perfect summary of us isn't it like we had a whim so we did it yeah exactly that's that's how this whole thing started we had a whim and we acted on it Actually, we should rename the podcast, shouldn't we? Poor Impulse Control. (laughs) We had a whim. We acted on it. It went a little bit out of our control. (laughs) To be fair, that's how most of your relationships started too, isn't it? (laughs) All of them. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. There was a lot of pining when I was a teenager. Yeah, but you know, you like you you live in England and you listen to the Smiths as a teenager, didn't you? So I mean, that's basically pining's a default mode, isn't it? <laughs> pining was a hobby. God damn it. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So we did this survey and we kind of set ourselves some parameters about it, and we wanted to make it as easy and loose as possible. So we set it up with you know people could reply anonymously, people could only answer the questions that they wanted to answer and we kind of deliberately 
put it up in places where we were on Twitter, on our on our website, prowomencycling.com, on link to it on Podium Cafe, on my Tumblr and stuff. But we deliberately didn't, for example, go and seed it in other forums because one of the things we wanted to see was actually how much of a reach do we have? Yeah, well, it's always one of those interesting things. I mean, from a, from a social media point of view or whatever, they always talk about it as in engagement. I was air quoting when I said that. Um, <laughs> you know, but that, that thing of... You know, we all know you can have like 4,000 followers on Twitter, but, you know, maybe there's only ever four of them online. You know, it's very hard to, to determine what that big number actually translates into. So uh, one of the first things we wanted to test was just to see, well, how many people would pay attention to it and, and act on it. And it turns out that it was more than four. <laughs> which is a surprise this is the thing that happens to us now i should interject here because dan in his real life is actually a social media marketing expert so so it's quite interesting because i know nothing about this stuff and it's dan's bread and butter work isn't it I mean, well I it's part of, part of it yeah i mean they'll literally let anyone be an expert like it's a, <laughs> like literally no. anyone but but that was interesting too because you know I go in with knowing nothing about how what things mean and numbers and stuff and you know it from a business point of view don't you I mean obviously albeit you know from a from a business perspective that's not cycling but so, well, so it's yeah, quite it's, it was, it's interesting just to you know sort of compare what what sort of benchmarks and things people look for you know from as you say from a digital industry point of view um, compared to to what you achieve in in a cycling um, setting and then also uh, you know because I think that is one of the things that it's very easy to fall into we're all aware that cycling as itself is a you know quote unquote niche sport uh, and then that women's cycling is sort of the, the niche within the niche as it were um, and and so it's easy to feel like it doesn't cut through doesn't get any attention and mm. um, I think I think first things first I think our survey kind of totally fucking disproved that yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we started it. We started it on the day of the women's ITT, um, which was a Tuesday, and we finished it on Sunday after the men's road race finished, over the world's period. Mm. And we kind of did that, well, partly it was because of timing, but also it was quite nice because we were kind of going for a wider audience, I guess, because I get a big spike in who looks at my stuff over worlds, which is natural and right, and because, you know, it's, it's a very easy race to follow. It's like the Olympics. Anything I write about in the run-up to the Olympics or, or, or how to watch a World Cup gets a spike, and that's, that's, that's normal. So we wanted to kind of also get those people too. Um, we ended up with 1,645 respondents, and we actually had to close the survey because it was costing too much. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, <laughs> which ironically, it's one of those ones, like we talked about that before we put it up. Um, uh, for those who don't know, we used a... a uh, you know, paid site to, to host the survey and um, they have a, a free level. And when we talked about it, we were like, ah, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll come in on the on the free thing. That'll be that'll be cool. And then um, someone, you know, Sarah went, well, what if we go over? And I was like, well, that's what we call a good problem to have. And, and, <laughs> and then we went over and, and suddenly we were doing sums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like holy shit i don't know if we can afford to keep it open much longer <laughs> so, so, yeah. so to be awesome. fair to be fair i think we did capture most of the people i don't think there were very many left who nice. were like damn it i was just about to complete the you know i'm pretty sure yeah, most yeah. most had already voted as it yeah. were yeah. yeah yeah so 
So when we should we just start off talking about some demographics now? Bear in mind that because not everyone, you know, we gave people very clear options opt out if you don't want to fill in yeah. the bits. So when we talk about percentages, it's it's not the, necessarily the percentage of a thousand six hundred and forty five people. Mm-hmm. It's the percentage of people who answered those questions. I mean, most of the time, it's definitely over a thousand that answered questions. It's just that not everyone answered everything. Yeah, and so and therefore um, you've got this odd sort of looking mix of, um, you know which questions answered by which people yeah but yeah. that's fine that, that that that's kind of i mean but we're that's very all right you know yeah exactly so, like this is this isn't meant to be you know super detailed um formalized research yet this is sort of a first stab at something and um i'm sure we'll do another one at some point because it's yeah. it's too interesting not to but yeah yeah and i think i think what really surprised me was the comments that we got back on twitter and tumblr and places like that where people were saying they actually felt really the thing that surprised me was people and i would have felt like this myself before i started doing all this were genuinely happy to be asked and happy to share their information like i think that's one of the things is you don't really get asked by people in the cycling world what it is you want. Mm. I mean, I can't. I think. I think I might have filled in the nearest thing what? I can think of is like this: the the cycling news um, voting polls. What, you know, what, what's Sarah? What do you mean? I mean, it's it's almost as if you're implying cycling's mostly run by old white men who <laughs> think they know what everybody wants. Well, I mean. This- <laughs> is is there some man in his sixties with a beard and and mostly grey hair in charge of the UCI? Is that is that what I'm supposed to believe? Perhaps preceded by some sort of bald Irishman? Is that it, it, that can't? It's 2014. This can't possibly be true. Well, it, it is interesting actually because you know I've heard stats before about 80% of of the UCI people who look on the UCI's website are men, and 90% of people who read Cycling Weekly are men. And actually, Cycling Weekly recently did a poll that said, "What do cyclists look like?" And it came back 90% men. They basically came back middle class, middle aged men. That's what who cycle. That's what a cycle. That's what the average cyclist is, and that's and white men. And that's like this really interesting thing because that doesn't that says less about cycling than it says about Cycling Weekly's audience. Yeah. Or yeah. Rather, the people who Cycling Weekly can reach to get into filling their survey. So, <laughs> so we ended up with basically pretty bang on 60, 40 percentage male, 60 percent male, 40 percent female. And what was interesting was when we started, when we were around the thousand answer mark, more or less, we were roughly um, 55, um, 55, 45. Yeah. And so that so I think we hit we kind of once once the survey went out of our little domains and started getting spread elsewhere, it changed that uh, you could see the demographic changing quite interestingly as as it kind of, you know, went out of our control. And I say that in a really good way, because, you know, that's what social media is for is stuff going out of your control. So, yeah, so we were 60, 40 um, female to male. That's about 1,100 people answer that question. The biggest age band was 40 to 49, followed by 30 to 39, followed by 21 to 29. And that's interesting, too, because, um, you know, and again, that's the people who actually filled in the survey. Um, But, you know, it's like, so 31% were 40 to 49. And, yeah, and... And most people were consumers, but we also had people who were, you know, race domestically and race professionally and, you know, and people who work in the industry. So that was, um, yeah, that was quite, those are, those are the kind of rough ideas about yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, that is super interesting stuff. One of the things that, that stood out to me, um, 
and we were talking about this before before we hit record, is I was actually surprised and you know somewhat pleased to find that we had remarkably few trolls. Actually, to, to be honest, there was only one one respondent that I would genuinely consider a troll. And actually, when I look at all of their answers, I'm I'm not sure if I actually feel comfortable calling them a troll or whether they might just be someone who's a bit confused and possibly stupid. Um, <laughs> well, just yeah. just because, like, for example, okay, so this, this respondent, um, for example, s- selecting the types of cycling that they follow, selected road, professional, UCI-level women, road, domestic women, track women. Also selected those for men, but, you know, specifically chose three types of women's cycling that they claim to follow and then ticked the I have no interest in women's cycling box. <laughs> so I'm a little confused, but then, <laughs> then, then, and this is the bit where I decided, okay, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, on the side of troll because under the, under the section marked, um, you know, what's your favorite thing about women's cycling? Uh, they, they quite, well, there's no, there's no nice way to put this. Quite dickishly said, all the hard work they have to put in, but always have time to put some slap on. <laughs> and at that point, I just kind of, I really, you know, I mean, obviously, I, I, I feel like this is someone who, who must know us at least in passing because they left absolutely no identifying information. <laughs> 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 secure in the knowledge that if I'd even had a name to work with, I would have been, well, friend X, your name from this town, who oh, his look, friends are, con- congratulations <laughs> on being a dick. Because, you know, my only, my only you know, real reservation there is I, I'm just like, I really, I kind of feel a little insulted just that they didn't have the balls to... to go with even a, a halfway decent insult. Like, that's just shitty trolling. If you're going <laughs> to troll, like, you know, turn my head, put some effort in. But, yeah, you, you know. heard it here first. Dan, yeah. Dan appreciates the trolling. So what were your, what were your, I mean, you're the social media expert, so what are the kind of your takeaways, some of your takeaways from this? Look, obviously, um, there are, I, I was particularly interested in, um, I mean, obviously there's a lot about cycling itself, you know, which disciplines people follow, all that sort of stuff. But the, the end of the survey that was really interesting to me was more to do with, um, you know, what what would people like to see more of um, and the the business stuff around, you know, does knowing a company supports women's cycling make you more likely or influence you um, in terms of purchasing? So that sort of stuff I, I found really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the first thing, I guess, I, and, you know, it's no surprise. I mean, hell, you, you alluded to this. Uh, multiple times when we were talking about it as the results were coming in. You know, the, the short version of, of the answers to the the range of what, what do you like, what would you like to see more of, was basically just yes. <laughs> like, like <laughs> yes. Well, more of more. everything, more, more. everything, all of it, more. <laughs> I want more. <laughs> more Apparently, more. Well, except, you know, no one, there didn't seem to be a strong push for more women's cycling podcasts, but I'm choosing to believe that just means that we fill the niche so perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know that no one feels the need for uh, another, but yeah. 
I was I was really I really I mean of course there's a big thing that what, what people want is more racing they want to see more racing yeah. on TV and they but but it was it was fascinating because I'd kind of been thinking well maybe we could because one of the things I wanted to look at was are you know are we is there a gap in the market that we could be filling and I don't mean that in terms of making money but in terms of providing information and stuff yeah and I think that it was so interesting that the gap is more just more I want more yeah and and, and that was lovely because you know it, it's like I, I don't know. I just didn't expect it, really. I expected, you know, I thought maybe we'd come out with, oh, well, you know, people want more rider interviews or people want, no, just more, 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 more. Yeah, and, and, and it's more... it's one of those things that it's similar to the survey as a whole. Um, you know, not everyone's answered every single thing, but when you look at it and sort of draw out what you can, you know, sure, this person's asking for more um interviews this person's asking for more recaps this person's asking for more in-depth tactical discussions mm. you know and and as you work your way through it all it's just everyone wants more <laughs> it's just more just more more, <laughs> more. yes that's good but more more yeah yeah and it's it's interesting as well because people like people look at, I and mean, people just do lots and lots and lots of stuff and, and i think the thing is is people really really love cycling and that's that's the thing that really excited me was that when we were doing when we were doing this it's just like people so so passionate and really excited about it and and it makes me really happy i mean on the one hand because you can take you can take it two ways on the one hand you say well you know clearly the media is not meeting this need how awful is that but on the other hand you can put it as People are really hungry for this. And if teams and riders and art places and websites do stuff, then it's it's just it's just exciting, you know? It's yep. yep. It, it's, there it's is brilliant. one particular suggestion that leapt out at me, which um, just because it's something that we've we've sort of mentioned before, um, I may have possibly even gone on a rant at one point and, and suggested that it was possibly the UCI's fucking job to fucking do this, but um, an inclusive website for women's cycling that includes profiles of all the riders and stats and <laughs> reports on what teams they're on and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and But that one does sort of stick out to me just because there isn't, um, you know, a simple go-to source for that information at the moment. Um, yeah. kind of, you kind of have to pull it together from either team sites themselves or from, from, um, you know, and, and it's not that people aren't trying. There are, there are people doing this sort of stuff, but the knowledge is just sort of scattered all over the place. And, yeah. and it is to me utterly ridiculous that there is one centralized organization that all these teams need to be registered with. <laughs> and it's like, fuck guys, just, you know, fuck yeah i mean i think i think the thing is is i mean because i think of people like cq ranking and cycling fever who do things like that and and it's and and it's, it's, it's you know and it's but then you have to know where they are and i think that's the other thing is that cycling's quite a hard it's quite hard to google anyway isn't it like if oh, you yeah. google cycling you're going to be bombarded by twenty thousand articles about lance armstrong and then you're going to have halfords trying to sell you bikes and this and that and the other you know it's, it's you have to have What's quite Halfords? good google is that like a pharmacy um, it's like a bike shop. It's a bike. A bike brand. Okay. They used to they used to sponsor teams. Um, Halford Halford's bike huts. Oh my god, are they actually a bike shop or are they actually a car shop primarily that sell bikes? I'm just going to have to Google this now because ah! I've lost my mind. Um, yeah, Halford's they're yeah they're, they're basically a car shop like they do well, cars and stuff There's but they also do bikes. They proof, proof in action that cycling sponsorship works because here Sarah is not owning a car, selling cars. For some company in Britain that no one else in the world's heard of. Well, 
I was no. going to say that they're a bit rubbish. No, they're they're well known for their they were, <laughs> they were well known for their bike sales and how they how they did their bike maintenance stuff. Not necessarily for the right reasons. They're lovely. <laughs> um, yeah. I I don't think I want to know what that means. Yes. Uh. Um. So. So yes, yeah, so what else? I mean, I, I what I thought was interesting because I was interested because one of the things I'd been very interested in is what had got people interested in cycling and, you know, why why they started why they started following it in the first place. And it was kind of not really surprising that the Olympics plays a huge part. Like, you know, there's all the all sorts of people saying, yeah, I started because I because of you know because of the. The, yeah, like they, saw, kind of, they saw the road race, or they saw a bit of track, or, or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and and what was really interesting was how much personalities played a part in that. So oh, you've absolutely. got yeah, and you and you can see it from different countries. So, for example, for Brits, you're going to say Victoria Pendleton, um, Nicole Cook, Nicole Cook's Beijing Olympic ride in the terrible pouring rain, um, Lizzie Armstead coming second in the London Olympics, um, the track terrible women. pouring rain. It is terrible pouring rain. Yeah, there's a scene. Um, you know, Emma Pooley and you know, and 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 this kind of, so that's one of the gateways. Another gateway was well, I was riding myself and I'm a woman and I felt like I should look it up, or I was watching men cycling and I'm a woman and I felt like I should look it up. And then you've got the people who follow it because they did it or because their daughters did it. And you know, the other gateway drug riders are people Leontine von Morsel, the you know superstar, um, Nicole Cook, Mariana Voss um, from from the from the uh, from the Australian side. You know, Kathy Watt is is like this massive, per, you know, massive, massive, massive person. And you know, back in the day, people like Jeannie Longo, like like reading about her in magazines and stuff. But there was just, but then there's also really, really, so you've got like these big clumps of things that come around mm. and then you've got like really random things. So someone's going, you know, this is going to sound terrible, but I got into it because of the kits um, because I was looking up cycling kits and I was, and I, you know, and, and I was, I was just having a look at what cycling kits there are around to look at them because I'm interested in it. And then I saw, I can't remember which team it was and I wanted to look up more about them and I kind of got hooked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I respect the honesty, you know, like that's, that's fine. <laughs> yeah and it's and it's you know people saying well i read about it in a in a magazine and i and i can't you know and, and what's interesting is you can kind of almost see i haven't looked at it would be interesting to look at this through age actually but i you know haven't done that kind of that depth of research yet but it's it's very it's very interesting the ways you know the way the ways in like 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 and, and how it changes because you know if, if someone came into it because they saw Lizzie Armitstead in the Olympics for example they can get on the internet straight away and they can follow her on Twitter and they can look read articles and stuff like that whereas even in 2008 for people who wanted to follow Nicole Cook it was it was more limited yeah you know and it's and it's kind of yeah it's it's very very interesting how in the future it's going to be so much easier like even when i first started writing about this stuff i you know i, w I was doing some major serious google foo you know to try and find things and using a lot of google translate and now i wouldn't need to and that's wonderful that's so exciting yeah. well and even in the course of this year you know the the amount of video coverage that's available jumped up you know it's, it's yeah yeah but then my favorite favorite things are things like i i bumped i i was i was in a lift with joanna rousel <laughs> That's, that's that's actually quite awesome. That's to be fair. That's probably one of the the best. <laughs> oh, holy shit! <laughs> I've met one. I I'd better go see what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. 
And yeah. somebody else said that's about meeting Emma Pooley, that they um they did that. And you know, there's people like um, you know, people who were going to spin classes and their spin classes put on a ride and yeah. uh, you know, and they'd never actually, you know, hadn't ridden on a bike on an outdoor bicycle, so they went for a spin in you know, from and, and then they just like found it, mm. you know. And then there's also people who like the cycling because of, you know, they'd like men's cycling and there was stuff that they were looking for that they weren't seeing in men's cycling. So they kind of pushed their interest into women's and that's and that's interesting, too, because the thing I love about men's and women's cycling is they're not the same sport in the same way as, you know, in the same way as the Tour de France isn't Paris-Roubaix. You yeah. know, like yeah. cycling has so much gradation. And that's something that's, you know, so... And different used... styles and, and all that sort of stuff, you know, like no two races are the same. Like, they just aren't. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's it's also, there's there's also a lot of people, you know, there's a subsection of people who actually, I, I looked it out, like me, for equality reasons, you know what I mean? I wanted to actually challenge myself and I found it and I loved it. And, you know, people who, and people who started cycling and, and also people who got a bit bored of the Lance Armstrong stuff, but still wanted to carry on watching cycling. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's really, it's really, yeah, it's interesting. And I think that's heartening too, is that, there's so many ways into this sport aren't they mm-hmm. you know it's it's like it's not it's not as simple as something like in britain football soccer where well i saw it on tv and i liked it or everyone asked me what my favorite team was so i had to have the favorite team yeah but everyone's I, I really want to do in the future kind of some fans you know some fans stories about this and to kind of look at what got them into it because you know i, I joke about it being addictive and i joke about gateway drugs but oh my goodness and, and there's people who, for example, said, I, I, I don't watch cyclocross except for Helen Wyman and Mariana Voss. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and so I'm pretty much exclusively a Helen Wyman fan and I, I follow races that Helen's in on the road, on the track, or I'm exclusively a Voss fan. And that's that's very interesting, too, because we, we, we hear that said a lot and I say it a lot about people getting into cycling because of the personalities. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Because yeah, so all sport ultimately is about telling stories, you know, mm, and, mm. and that's the thing. At the end of the day, you want to be able to tell a great story about a race or about a rider or a team. And it all sort of it all sort of stems from there. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Beryl Burton, and in Britain, there's also a subset of people who will follow it from the Beryl Burton days. And just, oh, my goodness. So yeah. fantastic and that's that's also like yeah there's there's and that's really lovely like like there's a there's a kind of really really interesting thing about there are these women who you've seen Beryl Burton in a race and you know however many years later you know 40 years later you're still following the sport and that's nice too because all those people who you know I saw Nicole Cook in Beijing are going to be in like you know 30 years time kind of 50 years time still like loving cycling for it and that for riders, I don't know how much riders know that, that this is what they're inspiring, you know, that they're, 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 they've really given people a love for the sport. And so someone like Helen, who's who's got a lot of, you know, Helen's one of the names who has a lot of fans or you know, Mariana, obviously, and Vicky Pendleton, Laura Trott, people like that. Um, they and I say those because those are the British ones that, you know, are they that, you know, these are people who are going to love the sport for life long after their their favorite riders retired. And that's that's great absolutely and you know it's it's interesting because you know uh, as you say across the different age groups we're sort of seeing it's kind of like it's kind of like capturing or or, no not capturing more like digging out an archaeological dig of of you know um uh, a sample through layers of sedimentary rock you know we're capturing fandom at different points in time 
Yeah, yeah, or tree rings. Yeah, you know, here's yeah. a really wide, this, this is an especially wide tree ring because it was the 2008 Olympics. Yeah. You know, every four years, there's, there's going to be an extra wide tree ring, but there's also going to be other things in between that do it. And that would be, that would be quite, uh, I mean, as, a, as someone who likes this sort of thing, I'd be, I'd, I'd be really fascinated to kind of be able to just look at it and make a little, you know, make a tree ring map of what is it, what, what have been the moments that have, have turned people onto this sport? And well, then, I guess that's a future book project. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is, isn't it? Because there's definitely a book about what it, you know, about these big moments, but also about these small moments. Because you know, I met Joanna Rousel in a lift. Is a tiny, tiny moment that's not going to figure on a tree ring at all. But it's, but for that person, it's, it is. You know, it's, it's a in in their life. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Big... That was a key and turning event. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, what else did you like about it? Um, well, the the other one that I was very interested in was the the responses to the you know does a company sponsoring women's cycling or supporting women's cycling influence your purchasing? Um, and um, I I haven't gone through the exact percentages, but it was interesting. There were a lot more no's than I thought there would be, um, which yeah. which is interesting. But that said, I mean the vast majority were yes, but they were versions of yes, like yes, but not the primary reason, or you know yes if I had more money, or or. Yes, and that's partly how we asked it because our answer choices were no, yes, but it's not the primary reason I'd support that company. Yes, I've specifically bought from Slash used a company because I know they support women's cycling. I would if I had no more money. And then we left room for people to add their own answers because, of course, you know, people aren't monoliths and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's much more complicated than that. So, yeah, so it was um, the yeah, biggest one. So was 40, far... 40, yeah, sorry. So 48% of people said, yes, it's not, but it's not the primary reason, which I'm completely down with because I wouldn't buy a crappy product just because they support women's cycling. Exactly. But if there were two things. And then 30% said, yes, I've specifically bought from because I know they support women's cycling. Yeah. 14 said no. And 7% said, 8% said I would if I had more money. But isn't, but, isn't yeah. it interesting, though, that basically you wind up with nearly 80% of everyone who answered that question saying yes it would be a factor. Yeah. That's a, yeah. that to me that is amazing. Like like and and I say that from working from the business side like like going into a a um an opportunity knowing that you have the potential to to have that kind of influence on people mm. is mm utterly phenomenal yeah 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 and unfortunately um because i helped create the survey i didn't feel i could use it in the proposal i put forward at work <laughs> but i'm in the process of trying to see if we can sponsor a, a team for the national competition here next year so um i'll uh, if someone if someone else wants to do this research again so that i can use it in my proposal <laughs> Let me know. But I think, but, but the other thing that was interesting, because in the answers, there were also the answers coming at it from the other, other side, where people go, actually, I wouldn't buy a product because they don't support women's cycling. And one of the, you know, you, one of the groupings that had had, you know, one of the things I think that had statistically significant groupings was people who mentioned Sky, like the mm. fact Sky have a women's team, or the fact that Garmin dropped their women's team, and the fact that Specialized dropped their support of 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 um of Lulu, specialized lululemon made you know to change their mind on it and that's kind of quite an interesting thing so and people who refuse to buy asos you know someone yep. say yeah it's, it's not just that it's not just that i would 
buy you know would, would would buy something because it supports women's cycling but i actively wouldn't if you know if if all things were equal and we're looking at two products and they're the same price and same quality you know like and, and, and ultimately you know things like bikes and bike jerseys really are like that i'm sorry i know you know what i mean yeah, but yeah. people say yeah i wouldn't do that as yeah, well and yeah. that that was that's that's the kind of thing so you know and and so it it's kind of like yeah, it, it, that that was that was very very interesting. Um, so so yeah. So and, and I think people do try. And you know, someone who banks with Rabobank, for example, and yeah. you know, and and there's someone and, and there's something who you know who yeah. If I've got a choice between a Garmin and a TomTom, someone said they support. You know, they'll they'll buy they'll buy Garmin. Yeah. And Vulpine, yeah. and, and then they've got the people who are like, yeah, I would buy Vulpine if I could afford it, but I buy from Wiggle. <laughs> 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 and you know, and someone said so. Someone said. Um, Someone said, uh, Lulu, Lululemon is the perfect example. The brand increased in value in my mind because of their support. The same for yep. Chipotle on the men's side. Yep. You know, not so much for Radio Shack or the bike brands, but since bike are more, bikes are more personal. And that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of... And, and people were saying, you know, and that Australian shop that did um, body-painted women in their shop gets a bit of flack too. So yes, it's kind of... Yeah. And, and, yeah. But, and also, interestingly, then... Um, one of the biggest financial supporters of Australian cycling is a gentleman by the name of Jerry Ryan who owns Jayco. Doesn't he support like 95% of budget for cycling? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. And, um, but, but he's involved with a lot of other sports as well. But, you know, we had, we had people saying things like, I'm not in the market for a caravan because his company, Jayco, sell, build and sell caravans. Yeah. Um, but I think positively of the brand because of their association. Um, you know, and, and it's interesting with those sorts of things, um, yeah. because interestingly enough, and, and this is one of the perverse things of working in, in, you know, the marketing and advertising end of the world is that that's considered valuable because the, the truth is that regardless of whether or not we want to admit to it, peer opinions matter to us. And so even 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 someone who has no intention of buying a caravan but thinks well of your company is a is a really useful thing because you never know if one of their friends or someone they know is looking at one and they'll be like, Yeah, well, yeah, take yeah, your yeah. all right, you know. But it's also on a really on a really small basis. So three people mentioned Noosa yogurts, which yep. I guess they're an American yogurt. I don't know of them and they sponsor UK you know, they sponsor they sponsor USA races and they say, Well I've, I've, i buy Noosa yogurts now. And that's that's like so much less, you know, on, on the one hand, that's so much less big than than buying a caravan, than buying a gigantic Jayco caravan. But on the other hand, the amount of money you spend on yogurts over a lifetime, that's, that's, it's worth, you know, it's, yeah, every yeah. customer's worth it, isn't it? And oh, the exactly. last thing I just want, the last thing I just want to mention from this set, from this section, was someone who said that because of he knew because he heard of them through the support of Matrix Velpine, he asked Miltag to design and manufacture their new club kit. Well, and it's those and those little those little things are just really, yeah. I'm interested. I mean, I don't do this for a living, and I'm interested in it. It's like well, it is, it, it, it's just very interesting stuff to see. And and I think part of it does go back to what you said at the start, which is that there's very little of this information around. You know, like like it just hasn't really been done yet. And yeah. um, and so you know, I, 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 I'm. We're not pretending at all that this is, you know, the exhaustive, comprehensive fuck off. We've got it all dialed in, you know, survey of women's cycling. But <laughs> it's a hell of a starting point, and it's fucking interesting stuff. 
Yeah. And we're going to, I mean, I've been saying this for ages and we're going to, I'm going to, I think we've got to write some posts about this and things and, and, you know, just, just put out when we, over the, over the winter slash summer where Dan is over the off season, just some th- things we've learned because, you know, I was thinking about writing a post and then you think this is going to be a ridiculously long post. No one's going mm. to read it. So I might just put it out in little snappy short bits. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, As just a little picking, picking one strand of, of, thoughts or responses that are grouped together and stuff like that because um, you, you know there's a huge lot a huge lot there so, yeah yeah and as and as Dan said this is like you know this is a starting point this is where we're you know where, where, where we're going and it's 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 also you know like for example the the things that people watched least of was downhill more actually the people followed least was downhill mountain downhill men's mountain biking <laughs> which was the only one of under 10 percent most people watch more than one follow more than one kind of cycling it, you know or or I think people are saying, you know, I primarily follow road, but I keep an eye on Helen Wyman's yeah. cyclocross. Or I primarily follow ro- primarily follow road, but if I see something interesting on Twitter, I'll follow it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's well, something and that's. I think that's definitely a factor too. Is the um, it's interesting to me in the in that sort of media section um, how many people reference Twitter, and mm. um, and I think you're absolutely right. Like I think that's sort of because cycling's develop this really strong association particularly around twitter but social media in general um there is this really strong cross-pollination um mm. and particularly because more and more riders do ride multiple disciplines as well or yeah. maybe maybe yeah. not more and more but we see it more you know yeah and i think anyone's going to be and again it's about storytelling isn't it because mm. um i've forgotten his name that's terrible it's my hangover just bear with me um there's there's a guy who in the mountain bike world champs he dropped his chain very early on and was basically riding without pedaling down the mountain bike course. And I think he ended up in the top 10. Like he was just bike handling skills were superb. And, and I think anyone would be, if you saw that coming up on Twitter, OMG, you know, rider drops chain and finishes the course not pedaling. You don't have to know anything about mountain bike, but you know that's fucking hardcore. And also completely lethal completely lethal as well. You know, like 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 that boy was was, you know, when you go into this pedaling sections, how is he doing that? But also that boy was just like had no control. Yeah. <laughs> so exciting. I love that moment. Or or things like with the mountain bike world cup where they put um the world cups where you ended up with like Manon Carpenter and Rach Atherton's head cam of the same run side by side so you could see where where Manon raced race and you could see there's such difference in in, in how they approach that race mm. yeah I mean I, we've talked about this before but one of the things I'm interested in is that you know although the biggest place that people go to for information is still cycling news yep um you know and and you could also see there's a spike in who mentioned us you know so for example some lovely people um from Velo Rooms put you know, put 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 our survey on Velo Room. You know, put that survey on Velo Room. So that then you you know then you get a load of people who've seen it, you know, on Velo Room. So they mm. they watched it for Velo, Velo Rooms. You know, and, and the, but not everyone who who ticked Velo Rooms was because of that, of course, because people look at multiple 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 things. But yeah, it's it's that thing where people say most of the things I don't go to websites so much. I find out about stuff on Twitter. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing that that I think interests me is the number of people who sort of you know and. I quite often do this, you know, like I'll check sites when I'm when I'm digging something up, but quite often, like I think that's the other side of Twitter again in particular is I'm basically if I'm awake, I'm I'm I have it to hand. Mm-hmm. And so if if 
something interesting happens, people start posting links. And, you know, of course I'll go to the site to read the thing, but I'll, you know, that's where I get the link. That's where I find out that there's an mm-hmm. interesting thing to look at is from Twitter. Um, so, yeah, you wind up bouncing all over the place, which I think is quite interesting. Yeah. But the other interesting thing is, is, is this kind of idea that everyone uses Twitter, which is so untrue because I'm very much aware that the people that we reach are the people who do the same thing, sorts of things that we do, you mm. know? They talk on Twitter, they've got friends on Twitter, they retweet things. And, and I just want to thank everyone who retweeted our survey because it was wonderful. You, you, we couldn't have done it without people retweeting it and linking to it and putting it in their forums and stuff. And I really, oh, really appreciate that. Bullshit. Of course, we didn't need you at all. We could have done it completely. <laughs> we didn't need any one of you fucking people. It would have been a shit survey. Okay, to be fair, it, it would have would have been terrible for responses. But we could have done it without you. We're just glad we didn't have to. <laughs> no, but I think there's there is there's a really interesting thing about about you know a when you live on Twitter like I do, you kind of assume everyone does. But B, there's all these people who aren't getting it and all these multiple networks. And so when I, I put a list up, we, we had a bit of an argument about should we do this and, you know, should we actually include names of sites and stuff? And I was like, oh, no, people put in their own lists. And you're like, no, no, put it down, make it easy for people. And I foolishly forgot some really, really big ones. So I forgot um, I forgot Cycling Fever and I forgot CQ Ranking and I forgot Cycling Weekly. <laughs> Oops. I was putting this together. Oops, indeed. But people were coming back going, and, and, you know, I kind of know some places, like I know sports uh, is where if you're Belgian, you're probably going to, and NOS is, you know, if you're Dutch and stuff like that. And, you know, I included, I know the Spanish people, so El Peloton and Cobbles and Hills, I know about, and the French ones, Blog de Guena and Bellanova, that are very, that are French. But, you know, there's all sorts of, like, I don't know about, I don't know who the German equivalents are. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and that was, but what was interesting was people going, I've never heard of most of those people. I'm going to go and check them out right now. <laughs> and that was marvellous, you know. Um, Cyclocosm gets a big spike, doesn't he? Yeah. Cosmo. But then Cosmo, Cosmo does a, does a great spike. job, so, you know. Yeah, Cyclocosm, you should, you should, he's now doing his videos on cycling tips. Um, and he's also, we're just about to start their women's section. Yeah. Sister women women's sister site you should all go and look at that because it's going to be edited by jesse braverman who used to be the orica ais press 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 maiden and she's wonderful um inner ring gets a really big hit um cycling tips uh the uci website is actually relatively small (laughs) oh come on you can't honestly pretend you're surprised by that i'm i'm surprised it made it into double figures that website is so unfucking usable it's it's oh my god so we asked which ones you visit regularly and so 30 percent of people visit the uci website regularly. yeah no well i don't i don't believe that for a start i reckon that's 30 percent of people visited the uci website once and got lost and are stuck there <laughs> and can't get out i think that's what it is it's so old it's like fuck me man it predates the 1950s internet yeah, yeah. And I think I think the other thing that's interesting about this is that, you know, things like niche niche forms of media, like video blogs and podcasts and stuff like that, which are very niche. If you like it, you really like them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's kind of no and if you don't like them, you really don't like them. I mean I had never listened to a podcast before we started this one, which is probably why I'm so bad at them. <laughs> but you know, and that that's nice too, because it's like 
it's almost like you don't need to worry about it. Like you don't need to worry that you've got a small audience. If it's a small loyal audience, you know, or a small happy audience, I guess. Like, like not everyone listens to podcasts, and that's fine. Well, you know? I, th- I think that's the other thing too. That that the other lesson that sort of comes out of it again, if you're looking at it from, more from a a business point of view and a content point of view, you know, like back in the day, you're a cycling news or a velo news or whatever. Then your focus is on news and written stories with photos and stuff like that and I think one of the the learnings here is that if you're going to run a a content kind of business in a niche do a little bit of all the kinds of content yeah yeah. well yes or or conversely do one kind of content really really well because people will find you from Twitter exactly (laughs) no 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 but that's the point both of those will work just as well or the third option which is probably the best is do one kind of content really, really well, and then and then and then convince Cosmo to come bring his content over to your site. <laughs> I can't think who you're talking about, but no, it's it's awesome, and it's yeah. And I, I, on a personal level, I do want to say thank you to everyone who said nice things about me. I'm so honoured and flattered. And when I'm feeling depressed, I look at this and people say, I hadn't, I heard you on the Velocast podcast. I know this sounds like I'm showing off, but I don't mean it like that. You know, I heard you on the Velocast podcast and I got interested. I just thank you. Thank you for being, thank you for telling me that because it just means so much to know that yep. people I, like your stuff. I'd like to thank everyone who mentioned me too. Mum, I'll see you again at Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some, but, but, I mean, it's very interesting because on a personal level, when I was reading these things, there'd be like a couple of comments which would say, um, I, I'm going to say constructive criticism of me. And I'm like, oh, that really hurts. Oh, maybe I should change what I'm doing. And then you kind of realise this is this such a human thing where you ignore all the good stuff and you kind of worry about, you know, worry about someone who says that I swear too much or I'm too negative or something. And it's like, oh, maybe I should change. And then, and, and it's, it's, it, that was a quite an interesting thing to read because you have to go into this with no ego, don't you? You had to go in preparing to hear people go, I fucking hate your stuff, Sarah, and go to hell. And, and I wanted people to be able to say that. And that's why we allow people to anonymous it because. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing is, you know, it is an interesting one because yeah, it, it's awkward well, no, awkward's not the right word, but but you, as you say, you've got to come at it with exactly the right attitude for whatever it is you're trying to achieve. Like, if we were doing this podcast for money, like if we were getting paid for it, <laughs> it would be, it would be a very different podcast, I'm sure, because you know uh, we'd probably make a, at least a modicum of an effort to not slag people off so much, um, <laughs> and and piss off people who who might give us money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, UCI. I mean, um, um, but at the same time, because we're not, you know, the the thing that we said to each other when we started doing this was, well, let's just talk about cycling and have fun. Let's just talk shit, and yeah. and so that's what we do. And so, you know, on the one hand, if you if you're being commercially sensitive, then of course you you want to make sure that you're hearing all of those those sort of criticisms just so that you're aware of them and can factor them in if they make sense from a commercial point of view from our point of view at the moment i would pay attention to those sort of things if that was mostly what we're hearing and it would be a conversation for me then about well okay if most people aren't into what we're doing then should we even keep doing it um you know because because the truth is to to quote the the absolutely magnificent and i'm probably going to fuck up the quote but to quote the absolutely magnificent amy poehler i don't give a fuck what you think about me you know like love us hate us whatever we're we're doing this because it's fun for us so 
but also the friends we've made, you know, like the friends we've made and the conversation we've had. People I've met in real life and people I'm never going to meet in real life, you know, like people you made friends so because fun. of this. Yeah. Fuck, I'm doing this wrong. <laughs> yeah, but you're a misanthrope. That's true. I do hate everything and everyone. So yeah, also known as Australian. No, no, Aussies are nice. Dan's just an outlier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. That's just it's just a veneer because it's a momentary. Like when when we meet people from other countries, it's a momentary respite from everything trying to kill us all the time. It's oh, so rare hey, to run across a living thing that's not actively trying to kill you. That, Hey, I've seen. I grew up watching Australian soap operas, so I like. I know. I, I know more about Australia than you. I'm going to explain to you. <laughs> Go on, I dare you. <laughs> anyway, we do need to wrap this up because we've been talking for ages. Oh, how unlike us! Um, yeah, um, I, I can't believe. <laughs> I mean, that's that's amazing in its own right. Like that, we're actually self-aware enough to note ahead of time that we're rambling. That's incredible. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it doesn't stop us, does it? I mean, I'm aware of it. No, I no, just... you've said it, so we're probably going to talk for another 40 minutes or something, but still. Yeah, poor Dan does have the, the thing of, of where, um, you know, where, wherever we, uh, you know, whenever we try and he tries to leave the phone call, and go, I've got to go now, Sarah. Oh, but one more thing, Dan. <laughs> I lost my last three jobs that way. Oh, oh, poor Dan. <laughs> So, um, so things I need to mention this weekend, we have tons of cyclocross. Um, today we've got Shelder cross, which is the best race ever because one day, one year, the Shelder really did flood its banks and was going to drown the riders. <laughs> so uh, are you saying riders will drown today? No, no, they might be underwater. We, and, and, um, Cyclopunk made a, uh, we're talking about giant octopi riding, swimming up the shelter and eating cyclists. So Cyclopunk made a gif of a giant octopus eating cyclocross riders. <laughs> shelter I'm easily pleased. Yes. And on um, the next live cycling, I think you'll probably be able to watch this on 21st of December, which is the Moor World Cup, which is a beautiful, I know I say this about every cyclocross race, so apologies, but um, it's it's very climby, mountain bikey, beautiful on the Namoa Citadel, and it's going to be streamed live. We'll have live women's cycling that day on 21st of December. That's probably the next live women's cycling we're going to get, unless you're in Australia, where I think some of the Crip series turns up on TV. Um, yeah, the road, yeah, uh, the road think, season kicks up very live, soon. Though, so, um, yeah. keep an eye out for the crit series. And yeah. also, um, on the 19th, I think it is, the Caroline Buchanan's got some sort of special on, on pay TV here. Yes, yes, yes. If you're in Australia, watch Caroline Buchanan's documentary. It's an hour long following her through the season. And Caroline Buchanan's hilarious. I really like her. She's lovely and funny. And she's been supporting some little girls getting into, into BMX. And she's just great. So, yeah, follow that. Yep. Or, uh, or, or if you've got Foxtel, do me a favor and record it for me because I'll be at one of my best mate's weddings and I will be um, horrendously drunk when when that goes to air so if you could record it for me wearing a sharp suit you'll be wearing a sharp and, suit and, look and invite me over um probably two days later once i've sobered up to to watch it that would be awesome yeah he'll be he'll bring he'll bring a rack of lamb and um... i will do no such thing i'll bring more booze i'm, anyway. not, a, I'm not a monster but fuck that the yeah. lamb's mine 
Okay. And lastly, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported me through my Patreon um, thing, which is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I am overwhelmed by your generosity and support and love and wonderfulness. Um, For those know, who, who may not know, uh, Patreon is a site where um, you can support Sarah in her ongoing mission to continue to bring you um, all of the news and, and stories and, and associated content with women cycling that she can find um, where you can make a, a monthly contribution um, of varying amounts, you know, for as little Starting as $2. As, yeah. For as little as two bucks a month, you can, um, which is about a quid, a quid 50. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, it's, and it's just, a, it's a very nice way to help contribute. And, um, and it does mean that, that Sarah will be able to do some things that normally she wouldn't be able to, like um, she can, she can, uh, put some of that money aside for travelling to some races next season, which means we'll get like really went, cool coverage. I went to the Milton Keynes Cyclocross because of you. <laughs> mm, mm. And all of that sort of stuff. And um, and it will it will help with with all of those. And, um, and, of course, her ongoing series of rider interviews and all sorts of various other things. So if you've got a, if you've got a couple of dollars to spare, um, do head over to Sarah's Patreon. And, which um, is patreon.com slash women's cycling um, <laughs> and we'll put a link obviously on the on the post and stuff and yeah, yeah um, we will be back to talk I guess about the whole year and our favourites and not favourites and stuff like that um, as we usually do on Christmas Eve so yes we have got a traditional would this be the third year or the fourth year Dan that we've been podcasting I think it's the third year it's isn't it? our third year but for some reason, I want to say it's our fourth Christmas, which isn't true. I just kind of want to say that, though. Yeah, we've only been talking. We've only been talking to each other for three and a half years. I know. That's it feels mad. like fucking forever, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, I mean, oh yeah, the time's really flown by. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so come back to our site. We're on prowomenscycling.com. Um, I'm doing roughly weekly interviews with um, riders and um, people around involved in the sport. So this week I interviewed Guy, which is going up next week. I interviewed Guy Swarbrick, who's a photographer, just because I love photography. And if you've got any ideas about people you want to see me interview and stuff, just drop me or, or tell me I'm wrong. You know I like being told I'm wrong. I'm on Twitter at underscore pigeons underscore. And Dan is on Twitter where you can offer to buy him drinks um, and generally rile him up with some good quality trolling he's yeah, on at dan troll, w official yeah if you're gonna troll me bring you bring your bring your troll a game because i know, think you should send him some like deliberately bad trolling just to stress him out <laughs> it's not gonna stress me out i mean yeah like yeah but but i will i will give full credit to good quality trolling so and, you know. Which yeah, is just why I, I give grudging credit to our country's prime minister at the moment. He is one of the <laughs> one of the best trolls I've ever seen. Oh God, let's not get you depressed. Um, I've the other thing. It's Christmas um, time, mate. I'm already depressed. <laughs> well, on that cheery note, we hope you have a wonderful festive season, Hanukkah, Christmas, solstice. Whatever. Um, I hope it pisses uh... with rain and you're all covered in mud. <laughs> yes, yes, because it's cyclocross. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.